Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I will call my autobiography Unleashed with the subtitle of How I Never Lost a Debate on National TV. Here we go. This is the Skip Bayless Show. On this episode of the podcast, I'll be reading and responding to your questions. If you'd like to have a question featured, remember to tweet at Skip Bayless Show on Twitter or leave your question with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to ask me whatever you want about what goes on behind the scenes at Undisputed, my personal life, or anything in the world of sports. My answers will always be candid, be honest, and be unfiltered. Let's start with Dan from Florida, shall we? What was being on Little Wayne's plane like? Asked Dan. Dan, I have a point of order. I did post a picture of said plane, but it wasn't actually Wayne's plane that I flew on from LA to Oklahoma City and back, my hometown of Oklahoma City last week. I flew in a plane that's part of the charter fleet operated by the New York-based company Wayne has used for many years. A company that Wayne told me is like family for him and to him. He highly recommended that if I were going to fly private, gotta fly with this company. We priced a couple of others, but he said, no, this company. And was he ever right? Top notch. But just for the record also, the main reason I used Wayne's company was because my wife Ernestine is still extremely COVID conscious. And I love her for that. Wears me out, but she is right. And she feared me being in airports with people constantly coming up, constantly asking me to take selfies with them, constantly not wearing masks, and me having to fly on packed airplanes. She was much more comfortable with me being driven right up to a, this was a Lear 35, seats four comfortably. You could seat, I guess you could probably seat six or eight in there if you really wanted to, six for sure, but 
She wanted me to fly to and from Oklahoma City by myself. She would not go. So yes, the pilots did want to take some pictures with me. I didn't mind that. And no, I must admit candidly, when I arrived in Oklahoma City, I did not wear my mask all of the time. Really not much of the time because almost nobody there does. I don't know where you're watching from, listening from right now. Maybe nobody around you wears masks now. They do out here in LA a good bit. But at some point around my friends there, you just have to give in and give it up. And I often did, I must admit. But the night I returned, I don't know why, but I came down with something, some kind of bug. I still haven't figured out what it was. And of course, Ernestine gave, Ernestine gave me one of her looks and a, uh, well, I warned you, but I got an immediate PCR test. It was not COVID. So all in all, I had a great trip. Thanks in large part to the recommendation from my brother, Wayne. This is Mikey from Monterey, as in California. Hmm. What would be the title of your autobiography if you ever write one? Mikey, I will write one. I give you bits and pieces of it in every Skip Bayless show. So let's see, title-wise, how about how about strive for greatness? No, I, I think I've heard that somewhere before. So that would be plagiarism. Okay, how about not to be skipped? I think I've heard that somewhere before also in the last few minutes, maybe. So I will go with my favorite word for what I do on TV. I will call my autobiography Unleashed with a subtitle of How I Never Lost a Debate on National TV. This one from Julian from Santa Rosa, California. What is a sports conspiracy theory you believe to actually be true? Okay, that's an interesting question. Uh, I'll give you the one that just pops to the top of mind it's always sitting right at the top of my mind. I believe in this one because I'm pretty sure I originated it. I believe that Bill Belichick, speaking of, sabotaged Tom Brady in the Super Bowl that Brady lost to the Eagles 41-33. to I don't know if this was conscious or unconscious or subconscious sabotaging. All I know for sure is that Bill Belichick chose not to play Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler for the entire Super Bowl. The same Malcolm Butler who had played the most defensive snaps during the season of any Patriot. The most. And suddenly... Help me out here. He was benched for the entire game for no apparent reason that I've heard. It's highly mysterious and highly suspicious. 
Now, there were reports in the couple of days after that Malcolm had violated some team rule during Super Bowl week. All those reports completely shot down by Malcolm Butler. Malcolm wound up crying on the sideline because he was so shook up over why he wasn't allowed to play a single down. Meanwhile, Belichick's vaunted defense was giving up 41 points to the Eagles' backup quarterback, Nick Foles. What? And meanwhile, Tom Brady was throwing for a playoff record 505 yards, not just a Super Bowl record, an entire playoff record 505, while putting up 33 points on a top five defense. But even that wasn't enough to overcome the completely unexplained doghousing of Malcolm Butler, a former Super Bowl hero, who obviously helped save the Seattle Super Bowl for Tom Brady. Let's see, Malcolm Butler plays cornerback and Nick Foles was throwing a party on Belichick's D. I, I don't get it. I'll never get it. So I ask you, how does Bill Belichick get a pass for benching Malcolm Butler? I, I ask it in my own head thousands of times because I don't think there's any doubt that Belichick was suffering from increasing jealousy of the credit that Brady was getting at that point. So is it possible to use my late mother's favorite expression, that Belichick was cutting off his own nose to spite his face? It's possible. I believe it's very possible. I believe that Tom Brady will go to his grave believing that Bill Belichick cost him that Super Bowl. And I am completely with Tom Brady. And one last question, just from you. How about Taj from Birmingham, Alabama? How do you pick which games to talk about on Undisputed during the football season? That's a good question. Give you a quick answer. Our ratings data tells us, when in doubt, always do the Cowboy games. In, in my life in this business, dating back to years that I used to watch games on Sundays at CBS, the mantra was always, when in doubt, talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, I just hopelessly love my team, the Dallas Cowboys, but that's not the point. The ratings data says do Cowboys. So objective number one on NFL Mondays is do Dallas. Number two, we've often scored with, speaking of, Tom Brady debates. I believe in him. Shannon doesn't. Number three, Aaron Rodgers has always worked for us, though Shannon has come more around to my position, an anti-Aaron position. Shannon has seen the light. Number four, Baker Mayfield has been a ratings lightning rod for us. And next, we always consider 
on, on which other shocking outcomes or trending controversies do we authentically and genuinely disagree? The disagreements get priority because we are a debate show. If we just naturally agree on something, maybe it's not that great. Maybe it doesn't quite make it into the show. But finally, we, we always have to consider that one wow performance of the weekend. Even if we do agree on it, it's just so spectacular that we have to somehow grade it with a letter grade or rank it all time because it's, it's so amazing, so astonishing. We'll find room for it. And that's how we rank our topics each Monday, even though, trust me on this, six or eight routinely wind up on the cutting room floor. And, and that's even given the fact we're a two and a half hour show. So in conclusion, speaking of this looming NFL season, The looming holiday called Labor Day is always happy, sad for me. It's always wistful for me. It signals the end of summer. And for me, it signals that the six-month-long NFL grind is upon me. This year culminating in the Super Bowl on Fox in Phoenix and obviously undisputed will be there front and center. So the truth is, as I speak, there's this part of me that's dreading this six-month grind with no days off, including holidays. We'll be on Labor Day. We'll be in all the holidays through the fall into the winter time. But I will tell you this, all of me can't wait for this NFL season. Here we go.